and welcome to the 77th episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I talk about, read about, dream about, amongst other things, video games, video games, video games. I see you lip, I see you lip syncing me, Alex Lane. I um, do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, so I'm joined tonight uh, by the usual kind of bountiful bevy of uh, <laughs> I can think of a B word that wasn't offensive to save my life. <laughs> Talk yourself into a hole, Sam. Smart people <laughs> who are going to chat with us tonight. Um, and so I'll let them run, do, and do quick intros of themselves. And we'll start with our guest tonight, uh, Deidre Kiai, right? Yeah. You see, I got that right. Yes. Yeah. All right. Have at it, please. Hello. Um, uh, yeah, so um, I am probably best known as the uh, creator of um, the stop-motion musical extravaganza, Dominique Pomplamous, and it's all over once the fat lady sings. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, so I make games. I'm, uh, currently a grad student at UC Santa Cruz and, um, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, uh, we'll go with the second newest person in the room. Second newest, well, new, also sec equally new person, Wendy. Hello, Hi. Wendy. Hi, I am Wendy Sierra. I am an assistant professor in English and Digital Cultures and Technologies at St. John Fisher College in Rochester, New York. Um, I study game design and critical making. And I pretend like I know what critical making is. <laughs> That's the best part about some things, though, is that no one really knows. It's kind of like they're uh, using them. It's kind of fun when you... Uh, Get to grab onto some of those new words like hacktivism. Oh yeah. Hacktivism is the new yeah. thing. Oh yeah. Um, totally like six years ago, but for other fields, but for us. Yeah. Random. Awesome. Uh, Alex Lane, how about you go next? That's Dr. Alex Lane. Since since the last time we met, I've officially defended my dissertation. Woo! <laughs> an assistant professor at Metro State in Minnesota. Woo! <laughs> uh, I won't do that every time, but I was really, really excited. Uh, so let's see. I study uh, 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 gender issues in the video game industry, um, specifically looking at corporate documents and sexual harassment policies and things like that. So, woo! <laughs> you can't see me, but I'm doing the wave. <laughs> yes. And since you're waving, how about you go next? <laughs> well, wait until Sam has some more Cosmo, but yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I'm Sarah. I am a undergraduate student at Purdue University studying creative writing and professional writing. About to graduate next graduate blah next week. Um, I am <laughs> I am looking for a job, so hire me. And tomorrow, tomorrow is my birthday, so. Oh, oh happy yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> thank you. I would hire you if I had any money. <laughs> well, thank I you. I was looking for work myself, like, <laughs> in about a year or so. So, there we have it. I feel you then. <laughs> All right, well, 
I am Charlotte Hyde. I'm a doctoral candidate at Purdue University. I study organizational communication, and I have decided this week that I'm a Lego scholar. <laughs> I, I, I'm no longer a Lego enthusiast. I'm a Lego scholar. So. I, like I like your too. confidence that you were able to make that step. You've Do always you? been a Lego scholar at heart, you know. Yes. Do you study uh, critical gender theory and Legos then? Lego I do, I do. <laughs> I even taught it this semester. That was interesting. So I have a question for you then. Why in the Lego games do all the women have, they, like all the guys when they stand up, they stand, their legs are like this, but all the women have one leg back like that when they stand still. That just well, seems... It's like a, 19, it's a 1930s kissing pose. Yeah, yeah exactly. you got to be, gotta be sexy. But yeah. it's not 1930, and they're not kissing anybody. And I don't, I don't <laughs> so what the hell? Yeah. They're like um, flamingos or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, they're always working on their balance, so they're like more ninja-esque or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. My, my, my Lego, uh, female Lego astronaut wears makeup, and I don't know why anybody would wear makeup in space. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know the answer to your question. That angers me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I look forward to reading your dissertation then. Well, it won't be about Legos. It's about depressing massive communication. So. Boo. Yeah. That is fun stuff. It is. I just realized this week, though, that my archive that I'm using that I thought had 1,000 memos in it has um, 10,000 memos in it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love the funny. <laughs> It's only funny because you're not her chair. Yeah. Right. He, do, he doesn't know that yet. He might now if he's listening. Surprise. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. <clears throat> anyway. All righty then. <laughs> You'll figure it out, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have confidence in you. <laughs> this just makes me never want to do graduate school. <laughs> Oh God! It's not okay. so bad. Yeah, yeah, no, not at all. When you're done, it's not so bad. <laughs> High survival rate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I'm gonna put this drink down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna start with our usual: what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will. Uh, try to uh, show some kind of manners and allow our guest to go first. So, uh, Deidre, would you like to tell us, what have you been playing lately? Um, uh, lately, um, well, I just downloaded the latest episode of Kentucky Route Zero, so that is what I am about to play mm-hmm. real soon, once I get a little bit of breathing time to actually, you know, play a game. Um, uh, and most recently, I uh, before that, I played a few um, game interactive fiction games for um, the XYZZY Awards, um, and uh, so like uh, Horse Master and Ultra Business Tycoon and Coloratura <laughs> and Solarium were the titles that I played, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they were uh, they were fun, very interesting, very provocative and insightful. Um, sometimes, like, short text-based games are all I have time for these days. Um, uh, as for what I've been reading, um, a whole lot of software studies, a whole lot of, um, art-related works, um, uh, lots of, uh, lots of things I'm reading for grad school to get into my head, um, and, uh, also, like, 
some Disney-related works I have to brush up on for my TA ship. Um, yeah, lots. Uh, and, and the Internet, of course. Always reading the Internet. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in the world. Um, yeah, and as for what I'm drinking, um, I most recently consumed coffee. Um, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not drinking anything at the moment, but, uh, but when I do, I tend to favor um, things with caffeine in them and, uh, and a good ginger beer. Yeah, I love ginger beer. That's my new thing I just discovered. Ginger beer. I mean, I realize it's not recently discovered. I just discovered it recently for myself. It is delicious. With whiskey. But, yes. Yeah, (laughs) more gingery than ginger ale, and, like, I like my ginger. I actually went to the, the, when I was visiting Minnesota, I went to, like, the biggest liquor store in Minnesota trying to find ginger beer because I thought it was, like, actual beer. That sounds like you, Alex. Like, of it's got to have alcohol in it if everybody likes it. If I like it. <laughs> well, Alex, since you're talking, what you playing? Uh, besides Dominique Pomplamoose, uh, let's see here. I forgot, so let me get my list. Oh, you know what? I uh, just finished today and yesterday, since I passed my dissertation, for those of you who don't know, I haven't left the house, so I've been playing <laughs> uh, plenty of things. Uh, so I I finally bought because it was on like 70% off Steam sale last weekend I think um, the Legend of Dead Kale and Teeth of Naros and um, that's a uh, expansion packs for Kingdoms of uh, Amalur I always say it wrong Amular Amalur Amalur, Amalur. Mm-hmm. whatever so anyway I, when that game came out like I loved it remember it came out at the same time as uh, what was that game that you liked Sam came out at the same time as Skyrim. Skyrim, right? So, which I didn't dig Skyrim as much as some people in this chat. Didn't um, it came out after Skyrim? Uh, no, that came out right about the same time. I think. Yeah, that Skyrim was uh, fall. I thought Kingdoms was spring. Well, I have to Google it to Bye, remember. Factory. Go ahead, keep talking. I'll do it. All right. Well, what? Regardless, I remember every single person I know was playing Skyrim, and I was playing Kingdoms of Amalur, and I loved that game and was obsessed with it, and finally got the DLC, which I finished the Teeth of Naros, which was really fun, um, and I'm partway through Dead Kale, uh, and I mean, especially they're a little expensive because it's not a ton of content, especially because at that point in the game, like your my character at least is so OP, like it's just stupid, like. I do my one move and it kills every enemy within like a hundred yards of me. So it like you go, I go through it like super fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but it has been really fun and it's like a good extension of the game. And the story was the stories are pretty good. So um, and different from the stuff that's been in the game. So I really like that. Did you have an answer for us? Yes. Ding 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 ding. Sarah. Uh, Sarah. Um, Wendy wins because. Uh... So, uh, Skyrim came out in November and uh, Amalar came out in February. February? Yep. February. Well, so three months. Playing it over Skyrim break. was 11, 11, 11. Yep, I remember that. Uh, yeah. Uh, ESO is, was 4, 4, 14. I'm hoping this means that uh, Fallout 4 will be like 5, 5, 15. But Ooh. cross my fingers. It's not even going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've also been playing the things I've been playing for a few podcast episodes now. Hearthstone, of course, mm-hmm. and Zoo Tycoon. Uh, Shop, I like that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also started playing Farmville 2 because Sam kept sending me invites. You're a liar. 
What? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh god, that's my dog fart. Uh, and the uh, one of my uh, my runner-up indie game of the week, because of course my indie game of the week is going to be Dominique Pompamoose, but uh, Millie is the other game I've been playing. So. Another Yay. indie game, which I'll talk about later. And pass that off to someone else. Who else would like to go? I'll go. I've obviously been playing Dominique Pompamoose, um, but... I wanted a new game, so I went. I've never played Zelda, and I didn't know if I would like it. What? Right, never played it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got it, and it turns out I like it maybe too much. <laughs> it keeps telling me that I've been playing for too long, and I should. Take oh it yeah, you playing on the yeah the DS. Very judgmental. <laughs> yeah, I know but the 3DS is is way too judgmental. It is. I'm like, leave me alone. I do what I want. I finished my grading show. It's like no gay marriage. It's a social statement thing blowing up on the internet lately. Yeah. Uh, well, that's actually, life. that's yeah. actually one of my news items, so we will. Uh, <laughs> we, so will we will rant about that too. Cooler. So yeah. I've also, also played Luigi's Mansion a little more. Um, I am happy to report I did not play any Raymond Legends again. <laughs> so we are breaking the um, addiction. I think. Ooh, we'll get you a coin or something. Well, it probably won't last too long. I mean, I read an article today about the new Vita and made me all want to play. You but. should uh, Google, I can't remember what the name of the game is, but it's a Skrillex Zelda mashup. Have you guys seen that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it sounds weird, but it's actually very cool. The sort of frame for the story is that a piece of dust gets on an old Zelda cartridge and starts like destroying everything, and it's all breaking down, which obviously fits really well with Skrillex music. Um, mm -hmm. It's really interesting, and you can play it in like 15 minutes. Done. Uh, speaking of Zelda, I got a present last weekend from a friend of mine who went to C2E2 and it's a emptied out um, hollow like enclosed Zelda cartridge that says Legend of Drink on it and it's a flask. You can like unscrew the top and it turns into a flask. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my eyes just got real big like a kid at Christmas like oh. If, uh, <laughs> if, if I go to the bathroom or something later I'll go grab it from the kitchen. And <laughs> That's what they should give away as the, as the loot crate in the loot crate then. <laughs> Except for they send those to children. <laughs> you can put milk in it. They can keep other things in it. Yeah. That's Sam. No one says it has to be used for alcohol. Inappropriate. <laughs> All right, fine. Wendy, what you playing? Um, well, I'd like to say that I was playing something evocative and insightful and profound, like Dominique, but um I'm playing a lot of Borderlands 2, <laughs> um, which has some really cool writing, uh, but it's a really great, um, I'm done with the semester, and now I'd like to make things die. <laughs> and, uh, I like yeah. you a lot, Wendy. Yes, I have a quarter system. I'm not done till June. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Here's the Deirdre then, because. Yeah. I uh, 
I just heard my husband was telling me that they're calling um, the Borderlands style games. I've been calling them like shooter RPGs. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how they feel to me. But he said that I guess the term that's floating around now is loot shooter, which sounds like a terrible name. Yeah, yeah. it does. Not not a fan at all. But so that's I've been playing a- that. That sounds very. I don't know. It sounds very sexual on top of everything else. It's right? like a porn game, let's be honest. Sure. I was trying to be nice. That's I was like, everyone thought, come on. We have company, yeah. Alex. I try to be nice when we have company. Poor, 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 poor. It doesn't change the fact that that's what it sounds like. Sorry. I'm sorry, company. And then uh, I've also been playing a lot of TCGs because I'm working on. Uh, putting together a card game for Seize the Day. So mm-hmm. uh, I went back and like pulled out the magic. Uh, actually, it's funny you mentioned Hearthstone because I was playing the WoW TCG. Mm-hmm. Um, which Are I don't you know playing Hearthstone? I'm not. Um, I'm you actually farming it all out to my husband who's like getting the mounts for everyone in my family that plays WoW and then moving on to the next person's. Battle that account <laughs> to get them out for them. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I've been doing. And I'm drinking a Petit Noir, which is Ooh. from a winery only like five miles from my house. Nice. That's dangerous. That's that sounds it. dangerous. That's, yeah, dangerous. Awesome. <laughs> well, I guess it's my turn. Did everybody else go? No, no. I haven't gone. Saturday. Where you go? Okay. Um, I have been playing. Let's see. Um, I was playing Child of Light, um, which is amazing, by the way. So definitely recommend. Um, Bravely Default. I started. I haven't gotten that far in yet. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot forgot that you still are uh, not into JRPG. She's not when the girls are fourteen, but okay. Well, but does no. it ever actually say they're 14? In the know. Japanese version. Only in the Japanese version. And then they just changed it to 18, but they're, like, super sexualized. Yes. Mm. No, that's cool. I won't judge your game. You're illegal. <laughs> Thank you. Judging McJurgison. Remember, Judging remember, Alex, you can you can like things and still be critical of them at the same time. Yeah, except that every other day, Sam says, I can't believe you're playing that game. That's disgusting. It's this, it's that. So I get to judge the shit out of her game. I'm not judging McJurgison. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sarah. I didn't mean to hijack your. It's okay. Um, I'm kind of behind in like game wise, so um, I just recently picked up. Uh, the Walking Dead season one, and I'm playing that so far, um, oh. and I enjoy that. And that was the better of the two seasons so far, anyway. Yeah, is it okay? I I keep forgetting to play it. Like I bought it, and I, I forget to play it. Well, that's because the the second season doesn't grasp you the way the first season does. I had the same problem. I only remembered that I had it and that I was supposed to play it when I went to play the next episode of uh, Wolf Among Us. <laughs> Yeah, it, I was looking at deals earlier, and it's, it was a deal, and I was like, oh, yeah. They're doing a Borderlands <laughs> collaboration that should be out this summer. Yeah. They're also doing a Game of Thrones, too. Telltale. I heard that. Oh, yeah. 
fun fact, I interned at Telltale in 2006. Oh, that's awesome. I I worked on a CSI game there. A CSI game? Yeah, it was fun times. Was that the one with the dead woman in the hot tub? Um, uh, I'm trying to remember which one came uh, out about that time. I think it was a different one. Okay, I'm trying to remember which one came out about that time. It, It had Burning Man on it. In it. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. I think it wasn't called Burning Man, I don't think, but yeah. I'm going to check that out. I like me some CSI. Yeah. What else playing there? Um, well, of course, like everyone else, uh, Dominique Pamplemousse, right? I, oh, I was Pamplum. never sure if I was Pamplum. pronouncing it right. Um, and Dominique then. I have that in common. <laughs> she clarifies it in like the first five seconds of the game. And yeah. like over and over and over. Pamplemousse. <laughs> well, at least I'm at least I'm not pronouncing it as bad as the people in the game. Pumpernickel. <laughs> I like Pimplehead myself. That was my favorite. Um, but other than that, just various. Uh, game, um, like party games, like Mario Party and stuff, which mm-hmm. is pretty much a constant, because whenever I have people over, they always want to play, we want to play, and then it turns into a big deal, so. <laughs> cool. Yay. Now Yay. it's your turn, Sam. Now it's my turn. Yay. What am I playing? Um, okay, so I'm still playing Disney Magical World. Right, which is still, I say, a kid's RPG trainer. Is it like, is it actually worth the money? Because that was what I saw it in GameStop. I was like, that's kind of cute. But then, like, well, it doesn't really seem like there's that much to do. So I was like, well, there's lots to do. There, there is got RPG. You got fetch quests. You got escort quests. You got all the same kinds <laughs> of quests. Um, you get to kill things, but they're ghosts, so you don't get to kill people. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> you say that like it's a downside, but <laughs> that's, uh, just, you know, that's just a deal breaker right there. They I kill them, but they're already dead. <laughs> that doesn't um, even count, right? <laughs> can't re-kill them. You can't re-kill them. No. Um, but it's kind of an interesting. You will like it because you like Animal Crossing so much. You will like um, Disney Magical World. If you like Disney characters, I was interested to play it. One, to see how they kind of, you know, play with, play at the Disney st- uh, storylines, um, as well as my my series need to build and destroy. Um, <laughs> so what what are the, like, what are the escort missions, like taking somebody to a certain ride in Disney World or something? No, 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 it doesn't happen in Disney World. It kind of happens on Ms. Disney's Main Street. And these portals open into different worlds. Like, you know, one will open into um, Alice's Tea Party. One will open into um, a um, Aladdin kind of quest where you'll actually go into Agbar. One will open into um, a Hundred Acre Woods area where you do farming and things like that. So there are different kinds of activities that you do in each okay. space that opens. Um so, it, like I said, it's pretty interesting. I bought it originally because I thought it would be good for P to play, but because they say basic reading um, skills are necessary, 
Yeah. Um, but way more than basic reading skills are necessary. What they're calling basic is not basic. Um, I guess they mean basic for an adult. <laughs> but um, since P's only five, there's no way. Um, this is a, something that she and I can play co uh, lap co-op, but she can play it on her own because uh, there's not enough uh, voice acting in it to accommodate for um, kind of all of the text. Okay. So. Hmm. But we play at lap co-op, and she likes it. And she likes to kill things, too, so, you know. I'm training her well. <laughs> I, I <laughs> Um, So I'm playing that still. Um, and like everyone else, Dominique Pomplamoose, we're going to talk about that. Um, which, you know, made me happy for a number of different reasons. Um, Farmville 2. So apparently I can just annoy Alex Lane. And I didn't invite you. <laughs> Obviously the game is inviting you over and over again. I never said I was annoyed. Yeah, I was saying I started playing it because invites about stuff from you kept popping up. Well, I was certainly not annoyed. I think I've gotten invites for you for certain things. I can't for I don't me? think it's Farmville, but it's for something... I don't I can't remember what, but I know That's I've what seen it. Is. These games well, are inviting you. invites like all the time without your knowledge. And this one I think I set up so people don't see it. But Well, I didn't I didn't even click it. It asked you to send invites and I t I completely unclicked it and the only ones that I sent invites to were people who the, who were actually playing. But I wasn't sending invites to them. I was just sending them. Yeah, but the, my list of people who were actually playing weren't actually playing. Like there's people on there who. Oh were no! Yeah, like those are those aren't actually playing. I unclicked all those. I yeah. actually only clicked. Well, you can go. There's a the list of people who are already playing Farmville yeah. Two, and they're not. Right here on my Facebook feed, it says Alex Lane invited you to play Farmville Two yesterday <laughs> at 10:21 in the morning. Yeah, I did. I did. I, I think I might have said it to Charlie too. All out. I, I have it all blocked. You can send me whatever you want. I want. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought you might want to play for the podcast. I don't want to play Farmville. Also, Sarah, it has your name on there as as someone who is playing Farmville, by the way. Oh, well, I'm not. I sent the invite. It lies. Uh-huh. So, okay, so Farmville 2. Because, um, you know, every in case people don't know this about Alex Lane, so she's playing Farmville 2. And next week, she's going to have created all of these intricate theory crafting spreadsheets about how she <laughs> most efficiently. And you can't lie, Alex Lane, and say you don't do this. <laughs> I like I like to maximize my profits. Okay, so you do like a spreadsheet, like what it costs to make a tomato, and then what it costs to make tomato sauce, and then for like each thing, like how much it costs to sell it. So you can do because like a lot of times it seems like making the apple pie is going to get you the most money because it gets you 300 coins but like if you just sold the apples and the flour and the butter you would make more so you, you wouldn't know that if it wasn't for the theory crafting <laughs> that is some hardcore Facebook gaming yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I don't see anything wrong with that I make no apologies <laughs> oh gosh okay so what else am I playing um, I'm gonna get to this last thing last. Um, um I played the Conception two demo right oh because I had I, okay, I had a couple of people in my office right because we were talking about Conception two. Has anybody else seen this game other than Sarah? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm curious about it's, it now. It's, okay. it's ridiculous. 
So it's called Conception 2, Child of the Seven Stars. And just the way, i got to find this because it is absolutely insane. The way that they describe the game, um, when we looked it up, we were like, okay, let's let's talk about, let's look, go look at this game. Because, you know, Sarah and I both have this love of JRPGs. Uh, so when we saw that this one was coming out, she was in my office and we decided to look it up to see if it was something we wanted to play. Um, and so basically, well, I can't find it. What it talks about is that the male character um, in this game is the gift from God, and that's actually what they call he's him. Like the, yeah, he's like a savior. He's called the gift from God because Shocking he has... I don't love your JRPGs. Because but. he has an abundance... <laughs> He has an abundance of essence, right? Is this satire? I don't know. No, it's, <laughs> no, not, it's, it's totally serious. serious. Totally serious. <laughs> okay, so, so run with this for a second. He has an abundance of essence. And what he does with this essence... <laughs> Please is, tell us what he does with it. <laughs> he bestows it... Loot upon <laughs> a loot shooter, right? Those <laughs> upon the female characters who are fighting alongside of them. Yes, yeah, so they can. Yeah, they put the essence on them, and they and they produce. <laughs> they, from, are you making this up? No, 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 it's I'm totally serious. It's totally serious. Do you want me to read the summary? Did you? Oh God! Please. So they, so they, they. Ha- he gives the fe- his like female disciples this essence to make star children who will yeah. fight in combat for them. Yes. <laughs> like literally children who in the demo call him like daddy and like call them mommies and stuff. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's gross. They are created via a process called class mating. Class mating, yes. Which yes. involves oh, yeah, him and the female student touching each other and then forming a star child via a special Matroshka doll. Mm-hmm. Also, they're naked oh. when that happens. But they're right. co- it's like it's all in cut co- like they're like Sailor Moon transformation, so they're like all their bodies all <laughs> one color, but they are naked. I'm having Viva Pinata flashbacks. Look, oh, you and your pinata wow. sex nightmares have to go away. Okay. I will never get over that. Okay, that's that was a little me. traumatizing. I'm gonna yeah. thank you. <laughs> it was. You know, this where we're gonna lock you and Alex Lane in a room together. <laughs> the thing about Conception no. Two is that, like, it's not even fun. Fun. I played the demo, and it just wasn't even fun. Like, the combat was not fun yeah. at all. And, like, even, like, they give you an Spreading option. Spreading your essence even. wasn't fun? <laughs> <laughs> they give you an option in the combat to, like, literally have it do all of the work for you. Like, it just, there's a setting where they will just fight and you don't have to do anything at all. And it's just like, so what's the point? Like, <laughs> it's so that you can classmate, Sarah. Damn it, haven't you figured that out yet? You gotta bestow your essence. You're playing this wrong. I'm gonna get the game. I'll show you it guys. It looks like Game Informer gave it a six out of ten. That's like Shocking. that translates into a real world zero, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Though honestly, like this sounds like every JRPG you've ever tried to describe to me. So. It does yeah. not. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> so cruel. <laughs> Uh, All right. Okay, we're going to move on. See, because you guys are being horrible tonight. <laughs> I'm going to blame it on the heat and the alcohol. Um, 
And so the the other game that I've been playing that I was really waiting for because I was, you know, it had a female protagonist who was strong, who was going out to adventure. I was really hoping to share this game with my kid who likes warrior princesses and wants to go around because she says every princess needs both a wand and a sword as she goes around and tries to kill everything in the house. Um, How's adorable. (laughs) I bet this has a happy ending. Please continue. (laughs) <laughs> you shut up, Alex. Man. You <laughs> so I downloaded the game, and I had downloaded it at home, didn't get a chance to play it, went to campus, and was in the lab with these jerks, and was <laughs> playing the game. So we started to play the game. 30 seconds in, the kid fucking dies. Yeah, oh, she does. What of course. is it with dead kids? No. It's called the child of light. What are you okay, but she, but I, I have, I mean, I'm not done, but I have a feeling she's, the whole thing is she's coming back. Okay, but you know how I am about dead kid games, Sarah. I wanted to throw the fucking controller through the TV. I was so pissed off. You I was like, really? Pissed. I even brought sushi lunch and you were still pissed. <laughs> I was really like, hard. dead kid games. What is it with dead kid games? It's like it's like every game just purposely this year has purposely tried in the last years tried to traumatize me. Charlotte totally <laughs> set me up with Last of Us and didn't tell me. She's well, like, I can't oh, tell you. ready. I mean, but you I, were just you were just like an hour ago bitching about spoilers, <laughs> <laughs> and now you blame me for not telling you about the Last of Us. And then there was rain where all the kids died of the plague and were running from death monsters. And, I mean. <laughs> What is it with dead kids? Dead kids are like the new loot shooter, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Well, you could think of her not as dead, but as sleeping. She's dead. It says dead. You just lie to yourself. It says dead, not sleeping. (laughs) I didn't even really understand, like, how she died. Was it, like, she, like, froze? Was it, like, the... Fire went, I thought it was like her fire went out and I don't know. I well, she, she got really out. cold apparently. The fire yeah. the fire went out below her, so she froze to death. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Dead kids. Um, so I'm really pissed at Ubisoft now. It's a great game though. Like. <laughs> so you can have a female protagonist as long as she's dead. Um. <laughs> a strong female protagonist as long as she's dead. She could be a few more protagonists if she's, like, hypersexualized and things like that. Well, she's just a kid, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so are the... Uh, I'll be... Never mind. Never mind. We'll go on. She's cute. She gave... But that doesn't... That all doesn't the people you you're default. You're playing Brave with Default if you're... Is that right? I knew you were going to say it, Alex. I said it for you. You got it. All right. So, anyway... <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about Child of Light right now. Because we're running way over. Yeah, we're way over. Yeah. <laughs> And so that's what we've been playing. Um, skip reading. I'm guessing no one's reading anything. Ten thousand emails from Deirdre. Ten thousand memos. And, and Deirdre already told us what she's reading. She's reading. We're gonna skip reading this week. Sorry, Wendy. We're gonna do this on the first week you're here. But um, we ran way over talking about playing. Um, and this is the good part. We'll make it easy. What you drinking? <laughs> um, Wendy, what are you drinking? Oh, you told us what you're drinking. Oh, what are you drinking? But she didn't tell us what we were on broadcast, I don't think. Oh, did she not? Yes, she did. I think she did. Okay. Yes, she did. I think that. <clears throat> Alex, what you drinking? I'm drinking red wine out of an actual bottle today, so what? I'm very fancy. A not bottle? Out of a bottle. bottle. Okay, that's new for me. 
It's a big bottle, but... Are you drinking it straight from the bottle, or does it <laughs> go through the cup first? <laughs> no, I got the glass here. Okay. Usually you said, you from, said bottle, from a bottle, so I was like, <laughs> you're drinking it straight. Oh, no, no, no. I meant like it, 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 was, it was ordered to me in a bottle instead of a box. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Charlotte, what you drinking? Uh, wine and sparkling water. Yeah. <laughs> wine and sparkling water. Red wine or white wine, darling? White Zinfandel. Nice. My favorite. Uh, Sarah, what you drinking? I have Kool-Aid. All right. Okay. Somebody hang up on her. <laughs> <laughs> you know um, it's the the blue one. I'm not sure what the flavor is. Do you ever get the sugar from it? Because I did that all the time. No. Like, food and put it in the sugar and then just no. no one did that. Oh no my gosh, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's, it's the exact same thing as a fun dip. Well, why That's exactly what I was like. Why didn't you just buy the fun dips then? <laughs> I bought plenty of fun dips. <laughs> but they were different flavors. Oh my gosh. Okay. okay, so anyway, I, because the other game that I have been playing in the last two days was uh, a fabulous game, a side scrolling platformer called Catch the Puke. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> So today, after I took my kid to the doctor and got uh, got all properly medicated, when I went to the when I went to the big box store to pick up her prescriptions, I also picked up um, this wonderful item right here. <laughs> wow! <laughs> in case you can't see this, it's classy. It's in a bag. Yes. It's the Malibu cocktail. It's like a supersized Capri Sun <laughs> of a Caribbean Cosmo. So it's coconut rum. Lime, orange, and cranberry juices in a big ass bag. See, and I'm what I'm most this is what is really classy about it. Yes, it's got a spigot. It does. <laughs> it still looks pretty full though. Well, you know, okay, I'm already because also I had not eaten since yesterday. Oh God. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so are you drinking it from the spigot or? <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> um, <laughs> see, that's a whole nother level of classy. Um, no, see, I've got my. They talked about me so bad. I gave up on the red solo cups and got the clear ones. Clear ones, yes. Um, so it wasn't as cold as I would like, so I needed ice. So I did this, and uh, so I'm drinking slowly because the only thing that I ate was also the. Uh, Blue corn chips and cheese sauce that was in the aisle over from the pharmacy. <laughs> I was like, I need to eat something because uh, I haven't eaten anything. And um, yeah, so that's been my diet for the last two days um, as I played the fabulous side scrolling game of Catch the Puke. Um, but luckily, my child is now puke free and sleeping. Yay! Um, yay! Yeah, so let's hope she stays that way. <laughs> Parenthood is grand, I'm telling you. I'm I'm so glad I have like the most awesome kid in the universe. <clears throat> She's awesome. She is awesome, isn't she? Yeah. All she right. has the same mentality, I feel like. That's what scares me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think we covered everybody what they're drinking, including uh Sarah's blue Kool-Aid. So uh <laughs> Sarah, you, you want to run through the news pretty yes, quickly? Yes, I will try and go quick. Um, 
Pokemon, they're doing a remake for uh, Ruby and Sapphire that they announced today um, mm -hmm. for Pokemon. So Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, which I don't know how they came up with those names, but whatever, Pokemon does its own thing. <laughs> but the, those were announced for November, uh, which is funny because I was just talking to a, another person like last week about how he really wanted a remake of Ruby and Sapphire, and then they just go and announce it this week. So I hope he's happy then. <laughs> they heard but, his request. Yeah, apparently. Um, I know that a lot. I know that a lot of you play Don't Starve, and so it was announced that there will be a multiplayer Don't Starve called Don't Starve Together coming I'm this so summer. For this, so you can <laughs> play together. <laughs> I'm gonna hoard the crap out of food better than other people. It'll be amazing. <laughs> And not read the quest text. <laughs> There's no quest text in that game. You survive by the heart, okay? <laughs> um, as we get closer to E3, um, there are rumors coming out. Um, recently, there was a rumor that Sony's E3 lineup has been leaked, which includes um, an Uncharted game for... Next summer, um, God of War 4, a new Wipeout, um, Sony London is going to be there for the first time in a long time. Um, there's Sony Japan Studios is de debuting two, maybe three titles. One um, is the rumored Project Beast, which is supposed to be a spiritual su successor to Demon Souls. Um, and the other is... The Last Guardian, which they are um, redoing for PS4, um, and then another uh, as of yet unknown title. Um, a lot of interesting things along those lines. And I always get really excited by uh, rumors about E3, so I like stalk them now. Um, <laughs> and finally, um, the uh, and my last news item, which I am going to have discuss in my post for tomorrow, so be on the lookout for that, um, is that uh, in Nintendo's new game, Tomodachi Life, they uh, Nintendo has declined to include uh, same-sex relationships and marriages. Um, they said, quote, uh, I guess it's Nintendo America's like PR. They said, quote, Nintendo never intended to make any form of social commentary with the launch of Tomodachi Life. The relationship options in the game represent a playful alternate world rather than a real-life situation. We hope that all of our fans will see that Tomodachi Life was intended to be a whimsical and quirky game and that we were absolutely not trying to provide social commentary. So apparently same-sex relationships are not... <laughs> not American life. <laughs> not I don't know, quirky enough. Quirky, fun, alternate... Yeah. I don't know, the heteropatriarchy is pretty quirky. I have to and very fun for everybody. <laughs> binary for that matter. Oh my god. That is the worst defense of anything I have ever heard. What? I know. Oh, it doesn't, it doesn't. fucking sucks, man. <laughs> yeah, they do. I'm so pissed about that. See, now I'm not buying their fucking game. And I was... You know how I get, okay? See, this is... Okay. Do you mean do we know how your get is in like you buy every game that comes out ever? No, I do not. There are certain <laughs> things, Missy. Fuck you. There are certain <laughs> things. 
<laughs> that you know get my goat and I don't run with, which is why you give me shit, right? Mm-hmm. So there are certain things that I refuse, and then there there are things that yes I buy, and then I like refuse to play because they offend me so much. But yeah, this one, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna even buy their game. That's just stupid. Me neither. I'm, I'm pissed about that. That's I'm absolutely bullshit. pissed. They may not miss my forty or fifty bucks, but you know what? I'll know I didn't give it to them. Yep. That's I know that you agree with every social commentary the games that you play do make. I mean, we all played the uh, the recent um, Tomb Raider, you know. Well, not, maybe not we all, but many of us did. So yeah. you don't necessarily have to agree with everything, but this is it's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> stupid. Right? So, and it's, it, yeah. it, you know, it's like we're not we're not trying to make any kind of we're not trying to kind of engage in any social commentary, but you're engaging in the fucking social commentary yeah. by even saying I decline to engage in it. Yeah. Because then you're saying it's not important enough to deal with. It's you know, and saying it's a part of quirky American life. But that's to say that you know what? We're not a part of quirky American life. Exactly. Fuck you, I'm quirky and American. It's just weird. Like it's just I don't I guess like <laughs> they want they want an alternate world rather than a real life simulation and uh, it, uh. So you can't because like gay marriage is like too real. <laughs> it's true, like, yes. It's so fucking weird. So I'm out with you, Sam. Solidarity. <laughs> uh huh. All right. <clears throat> so that's our news. <laughs> oh, am I up next? I'm sorry. Yeah, Missy, you are. I like that I get Missy tonight. You have never called me that in the five years that we have known each other. I'm I didn't think particularly that. sassy. Uh, yeah, I didn't think that that was a, a <laughs> that in like a good way though. No. <laughs> no. In any way, it's doctor. So. Doctor Missy. Doctor Missy. Missy um, I feel like you're just trying to clean up what you normally call me for our guests tonight. So <laughs> when I'm being sassy. <laughs> uh, and I bought you sushi this week. Okay. Uh, I so, still love you. <laughs> well, thank you. Oh, yay, heart. Okay, so Indie Game of the Week, of course, is Dominic Pompamoose. Um, but I, I, I got, we're going to talk so much about that game um, w- within the next few minutes, I promise, uh, that I decided to do a uh, run-up, or runner-up, uh, rather, Indie Game of the Week, um, which is a pretty obscure one called Millie. Has anybody played it or heard of it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, good. Okay, so <laughs> who here had a Nokia at some point in their lives? Like one of the first versions. Me. What no. was the best thing about the Nokia? Um, the worm game. So the worm game, right? The worm game was amazing. Was hey, that the right answer? That was the exact answer I was looking for. So the best thing, and we didn't practice that, I promise. So the best thing about the old Nokia phone was like the, the, the snake game where you like go around and eat the apple, and each time you eat the apple, you get longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, basically... Millie is uh, it, they call they call it a they call it a platformer puzzle, but it's basically like 2014's version of Snake, is what it is, and it has like really adorable graphics. In fact, the graphics are reminiscent of Tiny Bang Story. Remember, yes. the graphics are very reminiscent of that to me. And when they did the first like cutscenes, I was like, oh my god. Um, but it's basically you. But it's that plus Pac-Man. If if it's shaping up to sound awesome, it it should. Because it's like that plus Pac-Man. So you're the centipede, or millipede, rather. Millie. 
And um, your dream yeah. is to become an astronaut. Okay, which I'm not... I haven't played the whole thing, so I don't know how that fits in yet. It says, avi- it says aviator. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, <laughs> a pilot. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So, so she's uh, got the little pilot helmet, I imagine. She's got the pilot helmet, You're right. Yeah. So you go around the board, and you eat these little pellets, and collect sneakers, and sneakers. each time you eat so many pellets, you get longer. Um, so as the game progresses on, I, I've done a handful of levels, as the game progresses on, you'll find that there's, like, only one possible way. You know, like in Snake, you just went until you died. But, like, to complete the level, there's, like, really only one possible way that you can snake yourself through in order to, like, pass it. So you play the same level, you know, six to ten times. Like, the first time you play it, you're like, this is stupid, this is going to be so easy. But it gets very difficult, and there's lots of obstacles and the right paths to take. Um, and it's super cute and super fun. It's by Forever Games. Um, so r- I think right now it's like four bucks or something stupid like that. So I would say if you liked Snake, if you like that type of sort of puzzle game that you can just play like one level and like zone out and play it uh, and without having to like put ten hours into gameplay, then this is definitely a good game for you. It's a, uh, I, I, it's very addicting. It's super simplistic, and the 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 story is is non-existent. Like this, like it makes, you never, they never tell you why you're collecting sneakers or eating pellets. <laughs> it makes no sense. But there like wasn't a big story behind like Pac-Man or Snake either. Like millipedes got to eat their pellets. I don't know. That's how I they work, and they wear sneakers. The, it's super cute. The aviation thing is just it's random, but like that's cute. It's super cute, and they oh. like the only thing they do with it is within the first few minutes of the game, they have like a couple adorable cutscenes. Uh, they haven't done anything, and as far as I've played, they haven't done anything else with it. So. But it's very, very enjoyable. So. What's the platform? Uh, it was I got it through Steam. It's it's Mac, uh, Mac. I I think it might be Mac. No, no, it's Mac or PC. They say that it's available on iOS and phones and stuff too. I think. I, it would and actually be a much better iOS game, I think. So. Ooh, I might check it out on iOS. You should. I think it's, it's, it says it's only ninety nine cents for that. So. There you go. Um, but there were there were other iterations of the game before the Steam one that came out, so that you could be buying an old one. So if it's not freaking uh, adorable, it could be an old one. So. She's like, if it's not super adorable, it's not my fault. You bought the wrong one. Yeah, you bought the wrong one. <laughs> It would be good on iOS, though. I don't know. It's not even my type of game, particularly, but it was was fun. Cool. Awesome. All right. And now since Deidre's been sitting here for like the last hour going, what the fuck am I doing here? (laughs) All these women just rant. We usually don't rant that long. (laughs) It's the end of the semester and we've all been drinking. Um, except for Sarah who's too late. And uh <laughs> and chemicals, maybe. Yeah. Um so um this week we've we've come together to talk with Deidre Kai Kiai about her awesome game. Uh, awesome Dominique Pamplemousse. Pamplemousse. Awesome game. Sam. Yeah. Sorry, um correcting your pronoun usage. Oh. Please do. Oh, we practiced it ahead of time. Too, and I did. I practiced it and I like tried to drill it into their head and I screwed up. Um, I'm going to blame <laughs> on the alcohol and my stupidity. Um, so, um, Charlotte, go ahead and, and tell us a bit about the intro. Uh, she, uh, they, is a writer, programmer, musician, and visual artist who creates video game-like artifacts about gender identity, social awkwardness, and miscellaneous silliness. 
They are currently completing an MFA in digital arts and new media at UC Santa Cruz. That's awesome. Yes, it is. <clears throat> Very impressive. Thank you. Yes. So we had um kind of put together a list of questions that we wanted to wanted to ask you about the game. Um, and so Charlotte brought this game to to our attention. Deirdre, yeah. and said, okay, so we have to play this game, one, because occasionally we all play a game together and talk about it, and, and if we can, we get the the designer on to talk to us about the game. Um, so she said, this is one we have to play. Um, and I looked at it, and I looked at, like, the demo, uh, the video on Steam, and I was like, okay, that is so quirky and funny <laughs> that I was, like, totally and completely on board with it. Um, nice. Because I think I, I am still the oldest one on the on the podcast, <laughs> and uh, I'm a huge barely. <laughs> I'm a huge, huge point and click adventure game fan. Um, so when I saw that it was point and click, I was like, okay, I am all over this. Oh. <laughs> it's like that's all you have to tell me. I'm into this. I want to do this. Um, and I had a couple questions. One of the questions that I had is so kind of beyond. Um, the obvious answer um, in terms of, of point and click, and maybe that's just the answer. Um, why point and click adventure um, for for uh, Dominique Pomplamous instead of like a more current contemporary kind of adventure um, game? Hmm. Um. Uh, well, point and click is simple. And accessible. You just pretty much point and click. Mm -hmm. um, I uh, like this way. I could make the game cross-platform and work on um, like Windows and Mac, and also iPad. So uh, the iPad version, you basically just point and tap. Um, uh, so it required like a lot less redesigning of controller of controls um, and. UI and just was and it's like just really easy and straightforward you interact with it just like you would with any other um, like computer application you play and this mm -hmm. made it very accessible to non-gamers I think well and maybe I can tie off of that and ask you a question it seems to me that point-and-click uh, has had a kind of a resurgence mm -hmm. recently yeah. that um, a whole lot of indie games that are point and click are coming out. I don't know if you've noticed that as well or if you have any thoughts on that, Deidre. I definitely noticed. Like, um, I've been making point and click games for um, like over 10 years now and I was making them at a time when they were kind of out of fashion and like Direct oh, yeah. control and keyboards and joysticks were the thing, um, and then like to see point and click coming back, um, especially with the uh, like mobile and tablet devices being so big. And uh, I mean, even before that, casual gaming too. Um, it was just uh, it was just kind of nice. Like, oh hey, cool! The rest of the industry has caught up to me. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that you're you're right. There has been this resurgence. I mean, we've seen it with Double Fine. We've seen it with um, 
Well, basically, with um, like the Telltale games um, mm -hmm. on the iOS devices, right? Is that you know they they've been more accessible um, to folks because of the fact that they're more point and tap or drag and tap, um, mm -hmm. and that really makes me happy because, like I said, I, I'm I'm old school um, Lucas Arts point and click adventure game like addict. Um, Grim Fandango is still like my favorite game of all time. And uh, had a point and click interface, though that would be that would have been a good game. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm waiting for Telltale to redo it. Yeah, Double that Fine has <laughs> one that just came out today, right? Which one? Double Fine had a game. I can't remember. Then their new Hack and Slash came out. Yeah. Yeah, Hack and Slash. Yeah. Anyway, that's off track. Yep. Also point and click. Also point and click. Well, I can jump in with one of my questions, because I had a question about genre, kind of, as well. That's okay with everybody. Yeah, go ahead. Sure. All right. Not that you ever wait for permission. Well, like, furthermore, no one's ever been silent after I said something, so I'm like, oh, God, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I was reading through the uh, reviews of Dominique Pomplamoose, and it was called, it, it seemed like every single uh person who reviewed it called it a different type of game. Like, we're talking about it as a point-and-click adventure now. I read Claymation Noir, stop-motion musical detective adventure. Basically, what it came down to for me is it seems like you kind of made a new genre. So I wanted to know what that was like, because um, you don't know this um, yet, but since you're, I went to your class on Monday... I have been making my own game, my own card game now. Really? And it is hard not to just jack things from everybody else, but, like, you came up with something <laughs> new, which is so weird, especially in academia, like, so new. Like, like I, I, I don't know. So I want to know, like, how what the process was with that and how that happened and how cool you feel. That's what I want to know. <laughs> well, I think all new genres are kind of like um, a weird combination of a whole bunch of stuff. Like, um, I decided to do a musical game. Um, I mean, I've always loved musicals, period, but uh, but um, the idea to do a musical game came from a scene in The Curse of Monkey Island, um, which the LucasArts fans of you in the audience uh, might remember. Um, uh, there was that A Pirate I Was Meant to Be scene that was um, basically an interactive song. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, ever since I played that in 1997 or whenever that was, uh, I was like, wouldn't it be cool to have, like, an entire game that was a musical? And so, like, I kept that idea in my head for a long, long time and then finally made it happen. Um, meanwhile, um, I've always really enjoyed stop motion as, uh, as an art form. Um, I played The Neverhood when I was a kid, and I I really liked that game. I'm not so much a fan of the uh, of the creator's conservative politics, mm -hmm. um, but uh, but it was a beautiful, a really beautiful game. Um, and then like I, but then I kind of put um, a whole like a really indie, a really um, like low budget spin on all of this. Um, and I was inspired by watching like some uh, some like a low a really low budget musical on Netflix called Colma the Musical, um, and um, it was very low budget, but it was like 
it was really beautiful and it made me cry. So I was like, um, all right, if like there can be low budget movie musicals, then I can totally make a low budget game musical. And so I did. That's so cool. And, and we were talking a little earlier and we're joking about this is I skip quest text. Like, I can't, like, especially with the voiceovers going, like, I click as fast as I can, and I just, like, that's my compulsion as a gamer. Like, I just want to do the game, do the game, do the game. One of the things I loved about, and I feel like what made your game so enjoyable, is that the musical parts, like, my gamer get to the end and beat it, had to just chill out and experience the game, which I, and it's so unfamiliar to me. I think that's one of the reasons your game, like, sat so differently with me, was because... I had to act, like I even played games with sound off most of the time, much to everybody's chagrin. I know, uh, but like she's horrible. She's I horrible to play MMORPGs with. Yeah. I'm telling you, <laughs> we don't anymore, basically. But um, <laughs> that's why like your game was for me like so like touching because I actually like got to experience some of that stuff. So but you talked, you said something about interaction, so it made me think of that. But yeah, well, um, my reasoning for that was kind of like it was a technical reason, like um, if I allowed skipping during the musical parts, it would have totally messed up the timing, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to deal with that. It's um, the whole but, game. I mean, that's the game. That's the experience, yeah, anyway. it's so. totally the whole experience. And also, like, sometimes it bugs me in voiceovers when uh, people recite their lines very slowly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That to happen, so I uh, did my yeah. best to do all my voiceovers at kind of a normal speaking speed, and even like speeding things up whenever necessary. Well, so even did... some of like the shorter songs go really quickly. You have like the two different, or maybe there's more than two. I'm not very musical, but there seems to be two different paces. One is kind of like the normal speed song, and then one's like a one. Yeah. <laughs> the second one. I did speed up one song, like, kind of at, uh, in one of my very early prototypes, because, like, I had friends play through it and be like, oh, no, this is too slow, I'm getting bored, and I'm like, all right, well, I gotta increase the timing of that, and then, so I did, and then I got way fewer complaints. Hmm. Well, there you go. Did you do all the singing then? I did all the singing and all nice. the funny voices. <laughs> that was my question. You stole my question. Oh yeah. Sorry. Read the list there. That's okay. I stole your blogs. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, I, maybe you your question next. I don't know. Okay. I'm looking at the list here. Well, that that um. We have a bunch of GDC questions, but yeah, oh, well, that's I, my question. Right, because. And my question is, and as I've said, it's probably kind of the most obvious question about Dominique Pomplamoose is kind of what was the inspiration for it? Um, and you kind of touched upon it, but why make yeah. it a musical? Other than your love for musicals. <laughs> I love musicals. What, what, makes, what, what made you think that that would be kind of the best way to re- reach your audience? Yeah. Well, um... Uh... We are, we have been, as you know, um, going through a recession. Yes. And uh, kind of during times of recession, during times of economic difficulty, like especially for people my age in our 20s or so, um, like there's kind of been this, uh, this tradition in the past, especially like Hollywood theater, that sort of thing, um, like to create um, like sort of like 
to create musicals in times of uh, in times of hardship, mm -hmm. so that like uh, like kind of like fun dive. Here's a fun diversion, so you can kind of distract yourselves from uh, the uh, toils and troubles and annoyances of everyday life. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and things like um, yeah. So um, I talk a lot about oppression in this work, and uh, so part of that is kind of like also like having having some fun um, and being silly while at the same time dealing with these heavy topics. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so I've, um, I've my game has been compared a lot to uh, like Brechtian um, theater, like Weimar Germany um, era. Mm -hmm. Stuff which was um, which was also like created nineteen uh, twenties nineteen thirties very um, like so there's this uh, like uh, so there's kind of a parallel to that time as well mm -hmm. um, like parallels to um, the Great Depression and like the nineteen nineteen twenties nineteen thirties to what is happening to us right now. Awesome. So that's that's one form. That's uh, that's some inspiration. Mm -hmm. We were actually talking about um, who who had picked what ending in the chat, and I and I said that I, I had picked <laughs> the, the job ending just to kind of I was just trying to see what you know how, where it would go. But then uh -huh. I understood like when she she's like oh well at least I have you know a salary and like benefits. It was like I yeah. <laughs> like that's very it was like very realistic. I felt like very relatable to like, well, you know, you kind of have to do what you have to do in certain instances. Although, yeah. obviously, it's an extreme, but <laughs> same sort of message. Yeah, and it's like taking uh, like taking these very relatable uh, struggles um, to mm -hmm. an extreme and just kind of being, being really silly, being like, um, like making it a caricature of sorts, you know. Like a, a broad sketch, cartoon version of itself. Yeah. Um, awesome. My question actually is kind of somewhat related to that, so I guess I'll jump in. Um, so I really enjoyed uh, how you included um, NPC, basically every NPC character, um, trying to gender uh, Dominique um, in certain ways, specifically how they interpreted. Uh, the character physically, and I felt like that was very a uh, very real experiences for someone who is nine bi binary gendered or something like that uh, might go through. So I was wondering if you incorporated any of your own personal experiences into at least this aspect of the game script. Oh, definitely. It's um, it's it's very personal. Um, uh, but it's also like an exaggerated form of the personal. Like um, a lot of people don't just like um, come right up to me and ask questions. Like uh, sometimes on only little kids do that, really, um, in in the in practice. Uh, they're the only ones kind of brave enough to go right out and say what all the adults are thinking. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. As a parent of a five-year-old, I get that, right? Are you a boy or are you a girl? <laughs> Um, no. <laughs> I, I went through period era, uh, period. I went through, uh, uh, in the game, I went through... Yeah. I went through puberty. Puberty, I'm 10 years ago. Yeah, I'm neither. Right. 
period. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's really like uh, so it's a very um, uh, intentionally clumsy, intentionally childlike way of bringing up the subject. Um, mm -hmm. Like in musicals, you have a lot of like people just outright saying what they're feeling or like having a soliloquy while the other characters mm -hmm. are right there. <laughs> so um, so things are a lot more blunt than they actually like are in my personal experience. Mm -hmm. But the feelings come from a very authentic place, and uh, my perceptions of how I'm treated as an non-binary person um, are definitely come through there. Mm -hmm. Okay, and they came through well. I yeah. have to say that mm -hmm. uh, I was, I was, as I was playing through the game, um, uh, that was one of the things that kind of struck me. Right, it was like I was like, oh yeah, I know what's coming next. Here comes the question, right? And then yeah. the um the the reply about I've gone through puberty, so I'm neither actually had me laughing out loud. Me too. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, perfect answer. Why have I never thought of that as an answer for anyone? <laughs> Which is yeah. Well, I really liked too. I saw on your Twitter that someone had said that you handled the gender stuff like really heavy handedly or something and that like made you laugh hysterically. And I, I sort of thought that too. It was like the opposite of heavy handed. It was just like, chill out. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and it was, it was there, but it wasn't like the theme or anything. So it was just kind of there. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't say it was heavy handed at all, especially since a lot of the times, uh, Dominique didn't even really get like the whole chance to kind of correct them because they're always right. Well, yeah. Yeah. If, you're, if your yeah. norms are being challenged, it feels heavy-handed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, um, if you were like touching on or writing about any like hot button issue like gender, it's like um, it's like very hard to hit that balance between like too blunt and too subtle mm -hmm. and I think I hit on a pretty good balance some people did think it was too blunt and some people did think it was too subtle but uh, but I mean like I'm getting better and better at hitting a certain middle ground that'll like um, that will uh, resonate with um, more people more of my audience I think mm. I definitely agree should we move to GDC questions, huh? Yeah, let's do that. First, Charles, can, I ask you, can I ask you a personal question first, sort of? Sure. You have a million pictures about with like T-shirts and such for with the gaming feminist Illuminati. What is that? Yeah. I want to know what that is. Oh, um, uh, I don't know if I can tell you. She was like, I can't. Like, they were like, I, I have to tell you, but I have to kill you. That's the organization. <laughs> With their own t-shirts, of course. But. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, well, that was um, that was a t-shirt design uh, made by, uh, I think it was uh, Elizabeth Simmons. Um, but then it kind of, like, spread, like, a meme throughout, like, uh, everybody in games who, um, like is a feminist of some kind and so there was this like t-shirt sale everyone went and bought a t-shirt and then took selfies in it and uh <laughs> kind of glorious and awesome <laughs> I like a group group or like a thing and i looked it up but i i couldn't find anything except more pictures and selfies yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, exactly. They it's want a, it to be a secret, Alex, clearly. I know. <laughs> I know. It, it's a secretive organization like any other Illuminati organization. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to be in it. Just You're not in it. The handshake. Yeah. <laughs> you can be in it if you want to be. We don't have very strict admissions criteria. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> you did everybody else in. But I can't tell yeah. you about it now, so. Mm-hmm. It's probably a less. Uh, it's probably easier to get into than grad school. <laughs> well, easier to get out of too. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't, don't know, know that, that yet. Like, <laughs> I'm a feminist. It's kind of hard, like, not to be one anymore. Yeah. I know. I'm just thinking about my ten thousand memos. Okay, I'm sorry. GDC questions. I just really wanted. I was. I really wanted. I really wanted you to invite me. You just me want to that. be in the Illuminati. That's what you want. Really the are. feminist Illuminati. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna to come to your house tonight with hoods and bats to, <laughs> to induct you into. <laughs> or daggers, not bats. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. GDC questions. Sarah. Uh, it's not Sarah. Charlotte, you want to start? Yeah, um, I was I was really interested in your game before GDC happened, um, okay. which I just want to say because I'm all into like artistic black and white stuff. But <laughs> that was a very hipster comment. I just have to just have to say I was into it before GDC. <laughs> <laughs> I tell totally you, know. and I was like, no, she really since the day I've met her, that's the game she loves the most. Yeah. <laughs> I was, the first I was time so, I, I out, you were playing Limbo. I remember. Yeah, well, Limbo, right? So. It was already on my list, and then the, I saw the GDC stuff happen, and I was like, oh, that's that game. I have to get that game. Um, so I just wanted to kind of uh, – I, I worded it better on my little question, I think. Uh, but I'm interested in the number one reason to be talk and was wondering mm-hmm. if you could talk about that. Yeah, the number one reason to be talk. So, yeah, GDC was like um, – Almost two months ago, and I don't. I still don't think I've recovered from it yet. It was <laughs> super overwhelming. Enormous conference, enormous games conference. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody from the, from like everywhere in the world that makes games shows up and takes over San Francisco. And so yeah, the one reason to be talk was um, it like. Um, the history of that was the um, one reason why hashtag on Twitter about uh, women coming out of the woodwork and uh, talking about like reasons why there aren't more women in the game industry because some dude on Twitter asked that question. So when you ask a question, you'll get a lot, a lot of answers. <laughs> um, uh, so Brenda Romero and Leah Alexander turned it into a regular GC talk, and this year they invited me to be on it. And um, I was like, well, sure, I can come and uh, provide the much-needed non-binary perspective on, uh, like, on this whole, on this thing that uh, was originally just about women. Um, uh, and like, my personal experiences have a lot in common with um, with women's experiences in the game industry, but there are also some differences too, like the fact that most people don't even think I exist. So um, there was that. Um, I went on stage. I I yelled an awful lot. Um, I hope I yelled eloquently. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
it seems like I did. I think a lot of people really resonated. I made a lot of people cry, and I'm really sorry about that. Um, uh, I don't know. I kind of cried, too, at the end. It was very emotional. Um, I was uh, letting out a lot of, like, um, pent-up uh, frustrations and... Uh, and things I've never really been able to say out loud or articulate until now. Um, just about like my experience uh, making games and working in the game industry for a time, and not feeling like I had a place, feeling I had to like push my like push myself in to find a place, like mm -hmm. just uh, just push and shove and create my own space and uh, like and and do and work from the margins and finally like get recognized out of the margins. Um, one funny thing is that sometimes people think that Dominique Pomplamous is my first game. Um, it's not. I've made like uh, like over like 11 or 12 games on my own before this and uh, and like even have worked like professionally in the industry on a whole bunch of games too. So uh, I've been at this a, a long time for like my entire adult life and and but I but yeah it's kind of been like yeah my experiences are invisible um, the experiences of people like me are invisible but like people are now starting to find a voice and that's awesome I'm really excited about that I'm really excited about like um, like um, there is no specific indie scene anymore. There's a lot of like people coming out and uh, and making games, um, which I'm really excited about, and I'm thrilled to be part of that movement. Um, even though I've been making games for a while, um, it's like it's also taken me a while to find my own voice, and I've been really inspired by uh, people making these really personal games in tools like Twine and others. Mm -hmm. So. It's really, um, so it's really been like uh, great to see this growing community and to uh, and to be a part of it. Um, on the topic of your GDC talk, what was it that made people? You said that you're on your uh, speaker comments that you made a lot of people uncomfortable or some people uncomfortable. What was it? Just talking about these invisible experiences that made them so uncomfortable? Um. Uh, well. It was the yelling mostly. Um, uh, <laughs> some people like hand wave that saying, "Oh, it was just a mic issue. Don't worry about it." But it's like kind of when you read between the lines, it's like, um, yeah, people don't like it when when folks raise their voices, especially like um, a non-male sounding voice. Um, that really like. It doesn't sit well with people. I mean, like, uh, Manveer Error did a talk um, where he yelled a whole bunch, too, and mm -hmm. everyone loved it. <laughs> but, mm -hmm. like, somehow, like, um, since I'm not a dude, um, like, my voice gave people migraines, apparently. Oh, um, oh but, nice. But, yeah, being able... But, like, sometimes, like, when you're reading between the lines, like... Um, People complaining about these really trivial things like uh, like microphone volume. Um, right. It's like kind of like they're complaining about that because they don't know how to express they don't know how to express like their discomfort with these like kind of new ideas I'm putting forth that no one's really seen before. Like most people mm -hmm. think there are only two genders and can't really conceive of there being more than two genders. Um, and mm -hmm. I don't know that. 
changed, like different, like learning something different. That's that's hard stuff. Like uh, that's hard stuff to be exposed to for the first time. Um, our initial um, our initial reactions are usually resistance. It's like, wow, my whole worldview is being shaken. Like sometimes, if we're lucky, we get lucky enough to accept new worldviews into our head. But I mean, like as many of us know, it's just a really um, it's like a really it can be a really gradual process sometimes and it can involve a lot of like fighting for fighting within oneself and uh, and like rationalization and continued exposure to new ideas and uh, this and like yeah change in a lot of ways doesn't happen overnight mm -hmm. um so that's uh that's that Thanks. That was a good answer. I felt yeah. like I should comment on that. That was a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> someone else can ask a question. I'm sorry. Okay, more GDC questions? It's like, no. Well, I mean, it was really awesome answers. Okay. <laughs> I know, it was kind of like a bomb. Like... Okay, Sarah, you want to go? Um... I only really have the one question. Um, Sorry? I was talking, I, I did it, I had an opportunity to do a um, mock interview with a woman who is a localization editor and writer for Nintendo, and I had asked her the question, um, basically she's looking over my portfolio stuff, uh, that um, whether or not she thinks that, because uh, I'm very obviously very open about... Um, you know, being a feminist and having that critique of gaming, and I asked her, well, do you think that that's being seen um, as, like, a positive thing for companies, or or is it potentially, like, a turnoff to companies? And, of course, if it is a turnoff to a company, you know, the question, do you really want to work for that company? Um, but since you spent some time working in the industry, I was wondering uh, how you would answer that question, or what yeah. do you think of that question? Oh, I'm pretty sure I've made myself completely unemployable to a whole bunch of companies by uh, being open about what I think and being open that about the fact that uh, I won't stand up for bullshit. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of, um, it's really, yeah, like um, my personal experiences in like some segments of, um, of like the game industry and the corporate world is that... Um, yeah, people get uncomfortable um, when you keep telling them that they're wrong about stuff, especially, like, uh, <laughs> they're a lot younger and a lot less experienced. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the interview we did with uh, Sherry Greiner-Ray where she talked about um, how she stopped getting invited to meetings and eventually switched companies because every single time they brought up these you know, kind of played out ideas, she'd be like, what about the female gamer? What about the female gamer? What about the female gamer? And eventually they just stopped inviting her to meetings because they were sick of hearing it. Yeah. Um, the good news is that um, there are people out there on our side. Um, there are people that who are um, open and willing and, like, you kind of just have to find them. You have to join the Illuminati and stuff. And <laughs> the Illuminati will take care of you. <laughs> 
but really, like, um, for me so far, like, um, I mean, I haven't gotten rich yet or anything like that. I don't have any kind of stable employment. I went back to grad school. Um, I'm not sure I'd be in grad school if, like, I were a uh, cis, straight, white male and everything, like, kind of went my way. I'd probably, like, be a senior game designer somewhere or something. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not, I guess that's not how it is. My career's had a lot of twists and turns, and I mean, like, that's also to do with, like, just the general economic situation there. Like, um, I don't think there's any such thing as stable employment for uh, for anybody, like, um, in their 20s and 30s anymore. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, it's... I, it, so it's really, like, just about, like jumping around and, like, finding your allies and uh, finding people you can trust and networking and uh, and going to where, um, where like, the good people are. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad that your life twisted and turned to give us Dominique Pompamous. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I'm all about, like... Um, creating under limitations and uh, I've become very good at that because I've had a lot of I've had a lot of limitations I have to say mm -hmm. well that's that's one of the things that we've talked about a lot lately um, on on NYMG is is what indie games do and, and I think that that's why indie games are so awesome is mm -hmm. because they're not AAA titles they don't have these multi gazillion dollar budgets so mm -hmm. you have people who are working with a very specific set of limitations and have to make something that is thoughtful and innovative and engaging mm -hmm. with these limitations so it calls for the kind of imagination that AAA titles really don't call for. Well we've been doing the Indie Game of the Week for almost two years now, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so every two weeks we feature a different Indie Game and it's, I mean, it's completely changed. I, I originally started doing it. I don't remember what the, I think it was Tiny Bang Story was originally the one I fell in love with and pitched in a segment. And so, like, I've, I feel like over the last couple years of my gaming life, like, I have experienced and so much more from those games that I've played than anything else. Like, I can't think of any AAA title that's, like, shaped my gamer self as much as the, as the indie games they've been. And some of them are terrible. Like... Science girls, which I reviewed two weeks ago. There's beauty in the terrible ones too. Right, like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But it was uh, but it's I don't know. It's a different. It's, it seems like a different world. So. Yeah, it's great. And great like, um, one thing I want to say about like uh, about the AAA thing on like, uh, it's like um, yeah, our uh, our capitalistic society is such that um, that like the more money you make, the more um. The more money you make, the more you have to make after that too. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, like if you spend a lot of money on a game, um, if you have a high, if you have a high budget, then you have to make that much back. Um, it's like really like not a sustainable enterprise. Like everything just gets bigger and bigger and bigger until yeah. it collapses, and then yeah. the whole cycle starts again. Um, and like in my career, I what I really would like to do is find. Um, like find a methodology that's a lot more sustainable, like uh, like having kind of a more um, like steady funding stream to make to make smaller games and uh, 
and like not to be pressured to always have to like make a big huge hit every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what happened with your friend at Kingdom at the place that made Kingdom of Amalar, right? I mean, they spent so much money on the game, even though it was fairly successful, they still... Mm-hmm. still well, Big Huge, yeah. I yeah. mean, Big Huge, Kings of Amalur was a great game, but it didn't make a gazillion dollars. I mean, and even, same thing happened with Tomb Raider, right? Tomb Raider, um, you know, you know, made a profit of, what, was it $10 million or $20 million, and it was still declared a failure? Yeah. Um, yeah. That makes absolutely no sense. Uh, because, you know, you have these expectations that, you know, it's going to be a call of duty that's going to, you know, gross a billion dollars in the first two weeks. Um, and so it doesn't give, you know, AAA titles that room to be more innovative because it's too risky. Yeah, they've right? got to be safe. Let's just let's just make the next. We'll make the same. We'll make the same shooter over and over again, and then we know we'll gross a billion dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. everybody likes these, right? We'll make loot shooters over. I see. <laughs> everybody does not like Call of Duty. I'm, I'm glad that I brought loot shooters to the table. <laughs> <laughs> well, for you is like Wendy loot shooter Sierra. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, we're gonna make I'm really sorry. This was just came out of my mouth. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I mean, but seriously, I mean, if you have this this thing that this just happens over and over again. Is that um, folks are being required to make more and more money in order to be deemed successful, mm-hmm. and, and that's problematic. Yeah. And that's extremely problematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don linked uh, the feminist Illuminati T-shirt, by the way. Oh, did he? <laughs> on our chat, so. Yeah. I should have worn my feminist Illuminati shirt um, to this chat. We'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. It's pink that and black. Those are my colors anyway, so there we go. Do they have black with pink lettering? I'm just kidding. Ah, you're so black with pink lettering. Um, maybe the next iteration of shirts will have that color scheme, <laughs> and then I'll buy, I'll buy one of the black with pink lettering ones. There you go. There we go. <laughs> I think that's all our questions. Yep. Cool. Do you have anything else that you'd like to share with us, Deidre, that we haven't asked you? Well, um, uh, well, the, a big question is, what are you working on now? What can we expect from you? Man? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, I'm working on, um, I'm working on pr- something like that's pretty out there, and that's saying a lot <laughs> because I made Dominique Pomplamos and all. But right. <laughs> Now, um, what I'm working on is um, an interactive uh, theater performance that's computer-assisted um, uh, about social awkwardness and uh, and internet acquaintances and geek culture and uh, and gender identity and stuff. So uh, that's really that's really been really exciting. Um, it's I want my that thesis. And uh, I've been uh, so I've been steadily working on that, and we'll be continuing to work on that for the next year or so. Um, and uh, and yeah, when once it's done, I hope to uh, to maybe tour with it and take it uh, take it places. Um, well, we'd love to have you back here. I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to uh, come back here, um, and I'd love to. Uh, to have more folks be uh, be able to be a part of this uh, this theater production I'm doing. Um, uh, did I mention it's all audience participation? 
Oh gosh. Interesting. That actually okay. sounds awesome. <laughs> And it's super duper queer. Um, uh, like I like yeah. The um, the actors who play the characters are constantly shifting. <laughs> so it's, it's really like it's, <laughs> it, it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited about it. It sounds okay. like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so I cut you off and I asked you a question and then I immediately asked another question. Is there anything else that you want to share with us that we might have not asked you? Not ask me. Um. Uh, well, um. Uh, Dominique Pomplamos is actually on sale at the Humble Store right now. Oh wow! So if you want to want to buy it, um, uh, and haven't already, then uh, now is as good a time as any. That's a great time to buy it. Very much worth it. It is very mm-hmm. much worth it. And see that you kind of scooped me. I didn't know that, but I'm gonna um. You had the Humble Sale on our notes. I, yes, I did. I put that there. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't have the humble sale in our notes because I didn't. Um, I didn't know about the humble sale. I was gonna say that um, we're gonna run a contest this week, and we're going to give away a copy of um, Dominique Pamplemousse. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Free is even better than cheap. Right. <laughs> What's free even better than cheap? For sure. Well, I promise to buy a full price. Yay, thank you. I think I'll have a full price. Because I didn't know it was on sale. I promised to buy it full price. And I am uh, and we're gonna we're gonna give away a copy of um Dominique Pomplamoose. So keep your eye out um tomorrow uh, when the podcast goes up. Um there'll be a uh, a link uh to the contest to win a copy of Dominique Pomplamoose. because um, I know that I've talked to a lot of people online who have been excited about the podcast because they were excited about the game. So I think it'll be fun. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, that was great. Thanks. And let's run through the uh, our last part so we can wrap up for the night and let Deirdre go about, uh, go about their life and um, we can all get back to drinking because that's the important thing in life. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm a horrible individual. Well, I do want to talk a little bit about the Humble Store sale, though. Spring yes, good. please do tell us about um, our our uh, deals for broadcast gamers this week. Well, there's a lot of good deals on the spring sale. I, I'm super excited about um, Outlast because, as oh, some of you know, yes, this is the only game that's ever scared me. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm like giving you a virtual <laughs> high five right now. Super <laughs> sale, so, like 66 percent off. It is on Steam. It's also on the Humble Weekly Sale. It's six seventy nine. Totally worth it. But so is Final Fantasy VII, which is like my favorite JRPG of all time. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I know what Alex, Alex Lane. <laughs> Alex, we don't. We don't need your sassy comments, <laughs> Missy. <laughs> the DLC just dropped for Outlast, right? That's why it's on sale. Oh, did it? Yeah, they have a DLC that, um, not unlike the upcoming Borderlands stuff, does a prequel sequel. Neat. So there's a little bit from before the story of the game. Um, and then it says, I haven't played it yet because it just came out yesterday, and see 12 hours of meetings today. Um, right. That it also sort of concludes the story. Nice, nice. I played Outlast in the middle of the night at Hevelon, which is our building. I remember. 
and Alex scared the crap out of me because she walked up on me. I'm oh, sorry, I didn't know that you were sitting in a random room by yourself in the dark. <laughs> How dare I? <laughs> I bring you some damn pizza. And Hezlon, and Hezlon is very like it's very Haunted. appropriate for a horror scene. It was <laughs> terrifying. You should act that for years we had that homeless man living yes. in the building. And I kept thinking that. I was like, somebody's going to walk up on me, and then there was Alex. And then here's scary Alex Lane with some pizza and the Mondu. Ah! We should make our own game about, like, hauntings in Hevlon or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you know what the hell we're talking about, Deirdre, and that we're not absolutely crazy. Every year for the uh, Extra Life Marathon, um, we take over, um, like, the lounge and conference room in our building, um, and we all game for 24 hours, so uh, we get <laughs> we get a little bit crazy about 12 hours in. <laughs> they wouldn't turn off the lights, and you have to play horror in the dark. Oh yeah, you do. So she went to a different room all by herself in an abandoned have, like, part of the building. It wasn't wow. like <laughs> it was a mistake. But anyway, I, the game is awesome. It's only six dollars. Cool. So get it. Yay, get it. Alright. Awesome. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Alright, so um that brings us to the end of our seventy-seventh episode. Good lord, it's been seventy-seven episodes. When did that happen? Uh, of the Not Your Mama's Gamer Podcast. And we want to thank you, Deidre, for coming on and talking to us about your awesome game. Um, it's been a blast. We hope that we haven't been um, too horribly offensive or absolutely crazy. And yeah, we, I promise you, if you listen to other shows, we have, we are not well. We are not we are. always like this. Oh, <laughs> don't lie yes, to are. Come on. <laughs> but um, uh, we didn't. We had a voicemail. We'll get to it next time. I promise. Uh, we had a voicemail from from Ben from Argentina who wanted to ask us questions, but we'll get to Ben's uh, voicemail next time. I apologize, Ben, for not getting to your voicemail this week. Um, so, oops, I'm losing my earpiece. All right, so uh, if you want to get in contact with us, and we will actually get to your email or voicemail, I promise, um, you can send us email at nymgamer at gmail.com. You can send us voicemail via the SpeakPipe app on either our webpage uh, where we have our daily pithy blog post, nymgamer.com, or at the top of our Facebook page. If you just look for Not Your Mama's Gamer, you can like us there and get daily updates to what's going on at Not Your Mama's Gamer, as well as kind of hints or heads up when we're doing crazy things like doing uh, game playthroughs in the middle of the afternoon or the middle of the night, uh, depending on what's going on in our own lives. Um, you can also send us regular, in, I think I already said this, regular email at nymgamer.com. Um, and if Facebook or email or voicemail or even the regular interwebs is not your thing, you can always visit our Tumblr at nymgamer.tumblr.com. Um, oh, and also, very important thing, you can always follow us on Twitter and get the same wonderful updates as well as some other um, interesting retweets um, at at NYM Gamer. I think I've covered all the ways you can get us. Um, I can give you Alex Lane's address if you want to go to her house. She um, won't live there for exactly two more weeks. Yeah. <laughs> two more weeks. And you got to bring a bottle of wine when you come. A bottle of wine and a machine. You mean 
That's okay. A box. Yeah. A, bo- thank a box. You. Yes, thank you. Very thoughtful of you to remember. Yes. <laughs> you get more volume. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, until next time, stay cool because it's hot. Stay mm-hmm. dry because it's yeah. raining. And as always, people, game on. Game on. Game on.